0: Hi, this is Caroline Aaron, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Brimrose Lane. Life's a family on Brimrose Lane. Just a family on Brimrose Lane.
1: Ed Robertson, the reminder that Paul Sadu will join us later on in the hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us for another look at recently released DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming titles that we think you will find of interest. Greg Airbar, author of the forthcoming comprehensive biography of Hanna-Barbera, the title of which is...
0: Hanna-Barbera, Their Recorded History, published by going to be published by the University Press of Mississippi.
1: And if all goes well, we'll be due out either late 2023 or spring of 2024. You can read Greg Erbar. twice a month, cartoonresearch.com. What do you have for us today?
0: The Smith Family, starring Henry Fonda.
1: The Smith Family, it was a, two, it was a show that ran two seasons on ABC in the early 1970s. Uh, It was Henry Fonda's second attempt at a weekly television show, if I remember correctly. The second season of The Smith Family had one of the strangest title sequences ever done in the history of television.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, both of them are. The show itself is odd. But the title sequence in the second looks almost like a fake show. It is. It
1: is. Now now we should we should backtrack. It was a strange show in that it was um even though it had the, the the premise had all the trappings of a traditional family sitcom at the time, um it was presented, it was marketed, and I believe it was written as a comedy hyphen drama. Um, I think in the tradition of, uh, as, as the courtship of Betty's father, which was a contemporary of the Smith family was a comedy drama. Simply, be, I think simply because of, by nature of Henry Fonda. I mean, Fonda had done comedy, but he was mostly mo- known for his dramatic work. And so I think it was a form that was meant to complement Henry Fonda as a performer and the first, they had two different theme songs, two different title sequences. The first season, um, uh, the the theme was a cover of Primrose Lane. Yes, which was fine. It got you. I mean, I it got you in the mood to watch the Smith family. And then the second season, and again, the premise was Henry Fonda played a police officer who was also the father of three kids, one of whom was played by Ron Howard. Uh, in the years between the Andy Griffith Show and Happy Days, Darling Carr played his teenage daughter uh, a couple years before she played Mike Stone's daughter on Streets of San Francisco, and then a, an actor named Michael James Wixted, who did a lot of television in the sixties and seventies, played the youngest son. So, and I think Jane, I think Jane Wyman did Jane Wyman play as what I'm going on memory here you know I should go like I like well, you talk you're getting' you're
0: remembering an awful lot the mom was actually Janet Blair
1: Janet Blair okay thank you I, I didn't think it was Jane Wyman but uh, okay Janet Blair and and maybe this says a lot about the, the Smith family as a series I don't remember much about it the first year except we watched it every week and I personally liked the Primrose Lane theme song for the first year. And so when ABC renewed it and it came back the following year, they retooled the opening title sequence as an attempt to make the series more of a drama with, with humor versus a comedy drama. And you have to see this to believe it, but it begins with, it, it has a very 70s type action theme music. You know, bum bum, and it ends And, yeah. and um, like 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 yeah. like a sort of Lalo like a sort of Lalo Schifrin Mission Impossible type of dramatic theme song, and you've got Henry Fonda in a shootout because he's a cop, and he's got you've got Henry Fonda busting down a door because he's a cop, and and it's like okay, this is not the show I remember. Did they totally the first time and I saw.
0: He does the freeze pose. That's right. He holds the gun. That's right. That's right. (laughs) which is—it's almost comical.
1: Yes, (laughs) and and then and especially when after this, after the first thirty seconds of this action-oriented theme song, it morphs into this bland 1950s family-type of theme, where and then you show the kids. So it's it's the weirdest title sequence I can ever think of, and as I recall, the, that may account for why the first season of the Smith Family was a much better show than much better series than the second season.
0: Well, I I think that the the show itself was okay. Um, it, I mean, there were some pretty good episodes in the, in the second season. Uh, I mean, ones where I wanted to see what was going to happen. I mean, that's kind of like. It pulled me through, and I wanted to kind of see where it was going. But I do think that all all concern must have wondered, where are we going with this? What is this? What's the identity of it? Um, and the theme songs both kind of showed that confusion because the Primos' lane opening was animated, but then it was sort of that becomes live action when you see them in front of their their you know their typical suburban American home. It by the way was sung by Mike Miner, uh, was Steve on... Petty oh!
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So it has this sort of jaunty, easygoing kind of lightness to it that gives you the impression it's going to be, uh, because it was a Don Fetterson show, which right away, I think, was part of the issue with it. You know, family affair, To Roam With Love, um, you know, that kind of program, My Three Sons that you're going to see that kind of show. And this had a, this had Dragnet 1971 kind of feel to it, or Adam-12 mixed in with it. And so you had the quiet, no, no laugh track, but the quiet, laid-back attitude of those gentle comedies with some funny lines, but mostly the more serious storylines, but not quite the gravitas of a strict dragnet or Adam-12. But in the hands of Don Feddersen, it was a, a much more, um, I, I don't want to say conservative, but I said conservative because it was sort of in the era of 1971, it was your dad's idea of 1971 and hippies and just like dragnet was because you've got the hippies down, who move into the neighborhood so it was Don Feddersen's attitude of what hippies were and what struck me funny is the most awkward lines came from Ron Howard because they were trying to make his lines the grooviest and by 1971 hardly anyone was even saying groovy and, and he, was, he would say let's, let's rap about this well we rapped about it the other day and so what, what are you rapping about which even in Archie comics seemed silly to me. And I was reading them then. Um, I'm reading them now, but those were comic books. So he, and he, he said that the hippies down the street, you know, they have, they do this, they do that. They, they enjoy fruit juices. And I'm like, fruit juices, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, it, they gave Ron Howard some very awkward lines. You know, I never heard hippies and fruit juices. In the
1: it was hippies. Context. It was hippies written by, conceived by, men in their fifties.
0: Yeah. Well, the whole series was, so you had sometimes depiction. you know, there's a Susan Oliver episode with a woman who entraps Henry Fonda's character that makes a very bad case against females in the me too era, because that's kind of like, well, that's what they do kind of thing. That's probably the worst episode, but there are also some very, very good episodes. Um, there's one where he is in the grocery store, and there are three gunmen that come in to rob the store. He's standing next to the grocery manager. He tells the manager quietly, "Don't do anything." He's now Henry Fonda is armed, but he doesn't. He says, "Don't" to the guy, "Don't move." Well, and he and the grocery manager doesn't listen. He tries to go for one of the gunmen. He gets killed. Um, the newspapers spread the word that the gun that you know this man was killed the impression is henry Fonda's character was it was cowardly he was armed he should have acted like a policeman he should have been the hero he should have acted but that's not the procedure there were three men there was a crowd of people uh if he had pulled his gun they would he wouldn't have had time and many people would have died or been injured But the manager didn't listen, didn't understand. But tell that to the widow. The widow comes and she's angry. You know, the neighbors, uh, you know, shun them at a party. So what the show was trying to do, and sometimes did well in, in television suburbia, was introduce this is how police are looked at. You know, there was another episode about how boring it can be. Sometimes to be a policeman. It's not action every day. It's a lot of paperwork. It's, and, and how the press perceives... He was, he was put on a television show as a consultant, and you saw how the, the person who was doing the show was embellishing every sequence. And he says, well, this doesn't really happen. He says, yeah, but we wouldn't have a show if we had you just filmed. So that was, te- and that was an excellent show, episode two, because it was telling the public which God forbid they should do that now, that what you see in the in media isn't always real. It's just entertainment. Well, that's that's a nice message to send. So sometimes it did do what it was supposed to do. But when it got into issues of the day, it, it had a lot of trouble with it. This was the Norman Lear just in the cusp of the Norman Lear. I mean, all in the family was brand new when this was brand new. But Don Feddersen wasn't Norman Lear. Not everybody agreed with the way Norman Lear was doing it. But Norman Lear took a much clearer stance because you knew where they stood. Don Feddersen was, you know, it was weird. It was like saying all of a sudden my three sons being highly issued.
1: Well, I I think that goes back to something we talked about earlier. And the strange second season open is indicative of yeah. the biggest problem with The Smith Family starring Henry Fonda is that it wasn't sure what type of show it was. It wasn't sure whether it was a drama with comedy or whether it was a comedy a hyphen drama. And I suspect that if they had tried to make it a drama with humor, which Adam 12 was, I think you could safely say, Adam-12 was an episodic police procedure and that we would see Reed and Malloy in the course of two or three cases in the the course of a different episode, or two or three calls, let's put it that way. One call might be totally serious, a a very intense shootout hostage type of situation that they're trying to alleviate until the detectives come over and take over. And uh, another call would be totally off the wall, which is something that it is a realistic portrayal of a typical day of a police officer. I think if the Smith family tried to do something more like that, instead of trying to make it "My Three Sons" becomes relevant, I th- I think the show may have had a better chance at reaching an audience and and maybe a longer life. It, well, it,
0: it, I think it's it's very interesting to watch for that reason because you are seeing television in transition. You are seeing. TV—it's kind of like watching a lot of the variety shows. Yeah. It's, they're trying to figure out how to go from one era to another, and and we'll talk about Barney Miller in the, the coming weeks because Barney Miller is what I'm exploring now. But you know, and how they did it different. But you know, the role of the wife and mother, the role of the the young daughter—you know, that she's going to college. Um, they and how they couldn't really mix the family. Yeah. Um on Barney Miller and decided not to, but on the Smith family, it's the same thing. In one episode, the family is used on purpose to to win a case with an attorney. They find ways to to work the family into the stories, but when it comes to the danger of the job, which was a bone of contention in early Barney Miller episodes, he's a stoic, very brave uh, officer, and she worries, and they worry, but she also, it's like the wife of a serviceman, you know, and the, who is a career right, uh, service person. She knows that this is what he loves to do. She stands behind him. she This is what she married into. She knew going, that is not Liz Miller. So, But that was the wife of the war and the 50s and the 60s. And that's the Don Federson family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. watching the Smith family, you're getting that. And it's Henry Fonda.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, and and again, I think it was tailored; it was given a dramatic, so, quote unquote, dignified premise because you have Henry Fonda,
0: which at the time he that was when he was most visible on TV because that's when he was the sponsor of, and and I and I quote Rich Little, GAF.
1: Yeah, the GAF Viewmasters. The other strange thing you mentioned the opening sequence of the first season. It starts off kind of animated and then. Um, as when they when they introduce the actors you have live action freeze frames uh, And they're not freeze frames. Henry Fonda is seated in his Barca lounger and he's got zero expression on his face and if it weren't for the fact that he's blinking, you'd think it's a you think it's a still but you keep you keep waiting for him to like break into a smile to show a little bit of warmth but he's this dedicated cop, so I guess he can't. But uh, and he almost looks painfully constipated in this image. And that's a terrible thing to say, but that's what you think when you come on, man. You know, it's just this is your show. Welcome us to your home. But he never does that. Well,
0: I don't. We're not being too kind of this show, but it's it's
1: not that it isn't. No, it's it's not a bad show. I remember it being a good show. I remember it being a show that my family and I watched every week because we liked Henry Fonda. It was just strangely executed. It's just
0: strange. And some of the episodes do not play well. But some of them, um, you, you look at them and you say, sadly, things haven't changed enough. Um, but when you're getting into social issues, it's very dicey. The other thing I found weird is the last, one of the last names I'd give Henry Fonda is the name Chad.
1: That's kind of, that's funny. That's, that's right. Funny. That was his first name.
0: <laughs> We're calling him Chad. I'm like, Who, who's Chad? Was, oh, that's supposed to be Henry Fonda.
1: Yeah, you would think <laughs> they yeah. would call him Hank.
0: <laughs> or any, you know, there's a lot of great names that fit Henry Fonda, but not Chad. Chad should be his son's name. The son's name was Brian. Oh, and Michael James Wickstead. Uh, we, the, the thing I know him best from is where his name was mentioned for the, uh, the Chef Boyardee spaghetti commercial where he's sitting at the table and he's got his bowl of spaghettios or short macaroni and the announcer says michael james wickstead you stand at the threshold of young manhood you were always eating spaghetti with a spoon but now sir your fork and then they give him spaghetti and now you can enjoy the twirly whirly spaghetti with juicy meatballs you know and that's kind of what to me, who Michael James Wix said will always be a little boy who grew up to eat spaghetti,
1: and and co-star with Henry Fonda on the Smith Family.
0: Yeah, and, and also has a strange kind of accent in the first few episodes. I don't know why that is. I thought well, is he British or something? But well, because Chad,
1: well, well, perhaps Chad bothered him with another person. But that we, we, well, that
0: was that was the episode we didn't see. But
1: we'll never know. It,
0: uh, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating time capsule. I'm not, you won't, I don't think that you'll be seeing us on on MeTV anytime soon. You know, not every show should have a petition to be brought back, but it is part of what we watched. And it is kind of interesting to see point the point of view of a show that, you know, it's almost, also to me, it's like a show that it was a comedy or it was a drama. It was a comedy show. And they had very special episodes. And we didn't get to see any of the funny ones. All we saw were the very special episodes.
1: Yeah. And you know, uh, the Smith family, both seasons, are available on DVD. Uh, they were released by a company uh, called VEI Entertainment, which is, I believe, their home basis in Canada. Um, while the series itself is out of print, you can't find it on VEI directly, however, you, you can still find The Smith Family on DVD through Amazon.com. We checked this before we went on the air. Yep. Some episodes of The Smith Family are also available on YouTube, on a YouTube channel called Times Past Television. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month, cartoonresearch.com. Paul Sadu will join us we come back on TV Confidential